Welcome to Breitbart News Daily. Thanks for being here. I want to kick off with the segment we kicked off the show with, where you decide which country you want. where we are in our country so you know just we'll figure out what time it is here last november there was a known homeless psychopath criminal threatening passengers on the new york city subway and everyone is in this subway car trapped thinking this is bad I wish there was someone here who could protect us I wish there was someone here who could keep us safe and wouldn't you know it on that subway car happened to be a United States Marine his name was Daniel Penny And Daniel Penny stepped up and subdued the man, eliminated the threat. Now, the man happened to die in the process of being subdued. Perhaps George Floyd style, don't know. Now, it wasn't just Daniel Penny, by the way. There was other men there as well, including a black man, to be clear. And and not, not a single woman in any of the videos I've seen None I've seen. Maybe it's out there, but none I've seen. Not a single woman said, let him go. Oh, oh no. You're squeezing too hard. Oh, oh no. Oh, you're being mean. Not one. He subdued this dangerous man for six minutes, including one minute where the man, quote, ceased all purposeful movement. And according to the judges, the judge involved, or the prosecutor, according to people, I guess, that was one minute too long. Subdued for six, but it was that last minute. Five was okay. Six too much. So Daniel Penny, a United States Marine, keeping women safe on a subway car, was charged with second-degree manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide. And the claim is that he should have known that his chokehold could kill this maniac because he was in the military. Because of his military training, because he's a United States Marine, he should have known that what he was doing could have killed this man. So his military training was a liability, a criminal liability. Okay, just, I just, uh, <laughs> that's apropos of nothing. Just wanted to throw that out there. In totally unrelated news, There were 12 illegal immigrants 
harassing people outside of a shelter in New York City, just causing trouble. And two New York City police officers came by and they told everyone to knock it off and move along. And they ended up handcuffing one of these illegal immigrants. As can all clearly be seen in security camera footage. Then the other 11 started attacking these two uniformed police officers. They were kicking the officers when they were on the ground. Now, four of them ended up getting arrested and were released without bail. Bail reform in New York City, we have released illegal immigrants who just beat up two police officers. Not a, I just want to be clear, not, not a maniac, lunatic, threatening to kill people on a train. Police officers. And not only that, at, released without bail. As they were leaving the courthouse, there were cameras out front, media was there. And these guys, not one of them, I saw two of them in two separate, separate locations, separate times, flipping off you. Flipping off the cameras, flipping off this country. One of them, uh, I saw pictures of, I saw a video of three of them leaving the courthouse. One was by himself, the two were together. Uh, the one by himself flipped off the cameras with his tongue sticking out. Uh, another one in the group flipped out the cameras. And the third said, uh, I don't speak English. I don't speak English. This machismo attitude as he just beat up a police officer and is walking. All the people who beat up the cops are between the ages of 19 and 24. Military-aged adult males. Choose your own adventure here, ladies and gentlemen. Which way, Western man? Which way? Are we a country that caters to the illegal immigrant criminal who attacks police officers? Do we bend over backwards or forward for these foreign nationals? Or do we stand with the U.S. Marine who sacrificed himself to keep strangers safe from a potential attacker? Which country are we? Now, you, of course, know... You, you know what we should be and used to be. The question is, what are we? So we already know the answer to that one, unfortunately. So now the question is, is it too late? There was a bill in the House, and kudos to the Republicans for putting up bills like this First of all, it puts the left on record, and it's just a good thing. But this bill will deport any illegal immigrant who drives drunk. <laughs> you, got the, you got that. Side. Illegal immigrant drives drunk, you get deported. Now, we've all heard of three strikes, of course, right? Three, the law of three strikes. It's very unfortunate that there happens to be a great American pastime where you get three strikes because now 
people assume that that's the number of strikes you should get in every aspect of life. <laughs> I was like, just wow, yeah, three. It's the law of three. But maybe there are things in life where you should only get two strikes. Maybe even one strike. Oftentimes, three strikes is too many strikes. It's the perfect amount of strikes for baseball. Baseball should keep it. I'm not suggesting any more rule changes. For baseball, I think three is great. Great number. Uh, too many for other things. <laughs> but here we are, three strikes. So, for instance, uh, if you're an illegal immigrant who drives drunk, we've got a couple things going on here. First, you broke into this country illegally. So there's your, there's your strike one. Uh, you're driving when you can't because you don't have a license. In 16 states, you can get a license if you're an illegal immigrant. But the other ones, you can't. So I don't know. Maybe that's a strike. It's close. Depends. Uh, third strike, uh, you're driving drunk. So you're out. I don't, like, even if we did the law of three, you're out. So if you're if you're an illegal immigrant and you're driving drunk, you're automatically eligible eligible for deportation and you're permanently inadmissible. I don't think that's too much to ask. That seems very reasonable. Too reasonable, actually. It's it's uh <laughs> like the line the the line is, all right, you can be here illegally. You can drive. Just don't drive drunk and probably kill someone. Which just happens too often. The congressman in Alabama, who we're going to talk to at 8.30 today, who wrote this bill, said two young people were killed by an illegal immigrant drunk driver in his district. Now, if you go to the Cato website, Libertarian Think Tank, they have a whole paper on this, on, on illegal immigrants driving drunk. And the opening line is, illegal immigrants are much less likely than native-born Americans to be arrested or convicted for violent crimes or property crimes such as homicide and larceny. Uh, and they go on to talk about how they don't really have much data on drunk driving. Uh, but either way, let's just say that's true for drunk driving as well, that illegal immigrants do it at a much lower rate. A le what do they say? Less, it's less likely for an illegal immigrant to do it than a native-born American. Uh, I'm sorry, Cato Institute. I don't care at all. That is... That is not a dunk. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're trying to make a point. You're like that's the fact that that's your opening argument is sure they commit homicide and larceny and drunk driving and property crime. Yes, they do, but it's less likely than the rest of you. It's like okay, great. Well, that means we got enough problems. Don't need more. If you're already breaking the law by being here and then you break another law, I don't care if illegal immigrants as a whole drive drunk at a proportionally lower rate than citizens. That is irrelevant. I can't believe you would lead your paper with that argument. But, but okay, fine. Irrelevant. I don't care if it's one illegal immigrant ever who's done this. I don't care if it's one illegal immigrant who's driven drunk. That's enough to pass a bill that says you're deported when you do. 
Now, of course, we should deport all illegal immigrants, but let's just start with the low-hanging fruit. Can we do some low-hanging fruit here? Which illegal immigrants should we deport first? Listen, Trump never, Trump never talked about deportation. You know? But now he's got to. And it's going to be so mean. Oh. Okay, so let's start with this. <laughs> let's start. Actually, the only time I ever heard Trump talk about illegal uh, deportation, it's with MS-13 gang members, and Nancy Pelosi comes out and talks about the spark of divinity in them. Last month, an illegal immigrant from El Salvador killed a mother and son in a car crash. He's been deported four times. So, so, so maybe, all right, how about this? How about this? Maybe the argument is that we shouldn't deport them. Maybe this, oh, I tell you what happened in the bill. I don't, I don't think I told you what happened in the bill. Uh, it passed. Uh, 59, I think 59 or whatever the math is, something like that. 59 Democrats voted with the Republicans to pass this bill. But 150, 150 Democrats voted no. 150 Democrats said, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's too much. We can't deport people because of this. But here's, maybe this is the argument. All right? Maybe the argument. We'll talk to the, the congressman who introduced this bill coming up uh, in a couple hours here. We'll, we'll ask him why people voted against it. Maybe, maybe they voted against it because if we deport these people, they'll just come back the bo- across the border again come back across the fifth time and then drive drunk again. So maybe the 150 Democrats who voted against this, their solution is to keep these types of illegal immigrants in jail in America forever. Maybe they're, they're, they want even harsher. Maybe they want to send them to Guantanamo. I don't know exactly what the plan is. I have a feeling it's, Release without bail, see him at their asylum hearing in 2029. I have a feeling that's what they're probably going with. This Cato study says that uh, illegal immigrants are less likely to drive drunk because they don't want any interaction with law enforcement. They're scared about potential interaction with law enforcement. Okay, okay, great. Well, how about this? Now, uh, if the law is we deport you right away, then maybe you won't drive drunk at all. That seems ideal. Law as a deterrent. Perfect. Working perfectly according to plan. Uh, This is uh, someone on the Twitter. I'm actually a bit torn on this. Migrants, migrants are less likely to have the wide network of support that might otherwise prevent substance abuse. Oh, this is such a midwit. Oh, this is such a perfect midwit. I'm not saying that an individual has no agency to make the right decision. But a supportive community makes it easier to stay clean. Oh, they don't have, they don't have the, the support system. You can't blame them when they drive drunk. They don't have the support network. Here's Trump. And you have the you have the right to close up your border. You don't need bills that complicate it and make it to a level that nobody's going to be able to do it. And the minimum was 5,000 people a day, if that can be right. I, it's hard to believe that that can be right, but they were negotiating to allow 5,000 people a day. That's a tremendous amount. Nobody 
wants to have that happen to our country, and they're still not going to know where they're coming from. Right now, we have no idea who these people are that are pouring into our countries. Last night, I watched where they're beating up police officers in New York City, a gang of people that just came in that didn't speak English. Nobody knows who they are, where they come from. And very importantly, they come from, I can tell you, they come from jails and prisons. They come from mental, mental institutions and insane asylums. And they're terrorists. They have a lot of terrorists coming, too. And we don't want them. I'm sorry. You know, so we had a very strong border. All right, so I got another bill for you. There's another bill that would deport an illegal immigrant for committing Social Security fraud. And 155 Democrats voted against it. <laughs> no problem. Social Security fraud, no big deal. Amazing. I wonder if there's any law that an illegal immigrant could break that would make them deportable in the left's eyes. You know? Like I said, like if these these Democrats are like, nah, nah, I can't deport them. Is there any law where they'd be like, mm, you should probably deport that guy? I don't know. And here's another fun one. Uh, this is a bill that would ban anyone who was a part of the Hamas terrorist attack on Israel on October 7th from entering into the United States. <laughs> we're right, low-hanging fruit, right? Low, low. Like, let's. How low can we go? <laughs> how low can this fruit be? All right, all right, Democrats. How about this? A terrorist who murdered Jews on October seventh. How about that? Can we can we agree on that one? That we maybe we don't even let those people in. It's called the No Immigration Benefits for Hamas Terrorist Acts. And uh, the Democrats did vote for that one, except for two of them. Cory Bush and Rashida Tlaib, who I, can you like reasonably conclude is a member of Hamas at this point? Like, I don't know what. So there you go. That's uh, it's the state of affairs right now. 866-95-PATRIOT. 866-95-PATRIOT. Oh, you know, it's a good tie into this. I got a, a couple of emails last few days from people uh, wanting me to talk about the 11 pro-life activists. Is activist, is that an okay word to use? Activist. Is activist a uh, disparaging term always? Like, is that is that always a negative? Oh, they're an activist. Or can you be, no, I'm an, I'm an activist. It's okay. I don't know. I don't know. What's another word? If you're not a, if you don't want to be called a pro-life activist, I don't want you to use. Anyway, um, these uh, people were arrested under the Federal FACE Act. So here's what happened. It's happened a few times now. So people will be outside an abortion center. Pro-life people will be outside an abortion center. Um, in this case, it was in the hallway of a building that has an abortion center in it. This is in Tennessee. And something will happen. So in one case, there's this man, Mark Houck. You know the story by now. He pushed one of the abortion escorts. Uh, this, uh, this man was yelling at his son, so Mark pushed the man. So police come, and they're like, hey, hey, uh, break it up. And no charges were pressed. Right? No one's arrested, and everyone's like, move on, everyone. That's the end of it. And then, like, months later, the FBI will show up pounding on Mark Houck's door for violating the FACE Act from federal charges, the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. So in this case, this was in Tennessee, and there's a group of people from, it looks like they all know each other from a church or something, and they're in the hallway, and they're singing hymns. And they, 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 they want to talk to any girl who may be coming uh, to get an abortion. Right? So they stream the video. It's a two-hour-long stream. I've watched most of it. It only has 6,000 views. For a story that this big, 
at least this account, I think this is the original one, only has 6,000 views. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So no one's watching. Like, very few people have watched this thing. I watched most of it. So the local police come and they give everyone their ticket. And then everyone's got to leave. And then that's it. No one's arrested. Um, no, no, they were. They were arrested. They were charged with, like, misdemeanor trespassing or something. And they were released. Um, yeah, not, too not too different from the, the guys from Guatemala and Venezuela, right? Like, pretty... I said they had, they had to post bail. New York City, they had no bail. Right? But anyway, point is, problem solved, nothing to see, everyone move on. Then the feds show up. Literally, FBI rifles on the doors of these people ready to arrest them for the face ad. It's crazy. So these 11 people who are arrested, I think most of them are like 70-year-old grandmothers and grandfathers. Now again, to, to a little, another dichotomy here, uh, the uh, NYPD and I think Philadelphia police paid Black Lives Matter money when they got arrested they paid them like to settle some lawsuit because they were unfairly arrested and treated poorly or whatever and now we have the feds getting these hardened criminals off the streets so here's what i'll say about these people arrested for the face act uh wicked people of course are going to pass and enforce unjust laws that's just life that's how it goes if you feel it is your duty to break said law because this law violates god's law then you should do that. In fact, you may have an obligation to. And you must face the earthly penalties that the earthly powers in charge bring against you. You have, you have to do both. You can't break the law and then be like, oh, you can't hold me accountable. Like, that's not how that works. Now, you could, fight, you could fight it in the proper protocols, of course, like through the courts and everything. But whatever the judgment is against you, you have to take it willingly and joyfully. You wouldn't know that formulation. <clears throat> it's pretty simple. So you have, to, you, you have to follow the law until it violates God's law. Then you break that unjust law, and then you can't complain about it. <laughs> you, have to, you have to take the penalties that come with it. It's uh, MLK. It's an MLK did Gandhi, right? That's, all, it's, that's, that's the formula. They never complained about the, 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 like the punishment. They're like, okay, that's great. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they never complained. They just said it to the king's face. They're like, ah, we're never going to worship your idol. So that's it. And then my favorite line is, but if not, it's one of my favorite lines in the whole Bible. But if not, they're like, hey, God will rescue us. But if not, still not going to worship your idol. And they threw him into the furnace and they didn't complain. They were like, no, it's not fair. My rights threw him right into the furnace. But remember this. If you choose this course, you will not be held up as a martyr. You will not be held up as a martyr. You are going to be ridiculed as a felon. You're going to be treated like one. You're going to be a hater and a bigot. And you, if, if it's with abortion, you'll be treated as someone who hates women. And the people will choose Barabbas over you. And you will go down as one of the biggest haters in history. Even as you're trying to save the lives of unborn babies. So it's up to you. You you have, but you, you got to decide now. You got to decide what your life is for. Is your life for the here and now? Or are you living for eternity? That's it. That's the choice. And if you choose the latter, then all your decisions in life are actually quite easy. So never forget that conviction. No matter what they do to you here on earth, the time is short. It's a mist. It's a light momentary affliction compared to the eternal weight of glory to come. So just figure that out. You can do whatever you want.
But no matter what you do, you will not be thought of as noble here on earth. And your legacy will be mud if it exists at all. But you can't care. You can never care what man thinks of you. Listen to Breitbart News Daily. I have a new favorite congressman. Here he is. Congressman Barry Moore from Alabama represents uh, Southeast Alabama right there on the Florida George border. Congressman, how you doing, sir? Hey, I'm good, Mike. How you doing, sir? Real good to talk to you. Let me know, let us all know about this bill related to drunk driving that uh, you wrote that just passed. What's it say? Yeah, so basically it's it's uh, HR. Six nine seven six, and it passed the House yesterday. Um, Two hundred and seventy four total votes. We got fifty nine Republic, uh, fifty nine Democrats vote with us, and one hundred and fifty no votes. But basically, I had some a young couple, Angel and Jeremy C, uh, from my hometown, Enterprise, Alabama, was hit by an illegal DUI driver, and and we found out that oh, by the way, and it's even it's interesting because if they catch these criminal illegals or criminal aliens here in the country, they're drinking and driving, they just turn them loose in many cases. And so um, we just said, you know what, we're going to give local law enforcement and the judges the ability to deport them and make them inadmissible back into the country. And so it's one of those things I think it will help protect citizens more and more. All of these people pouring across the southern border, um, they're driving, they don't have any, uh, some cases no license, well, no license at all in most cases. And then they certainly don't always have insurance and they do the buy here, pay here, and then they get on these vehicles or drinking and driving, killing American citizens. If that was you and me, our insurance would be canceled. We probably would get our driver's license taken away. Uh, we had to have some sort of system to say, hey, these people at least need to be gone. I, I can't think of a more common sense bill than this. So, it was interesting. Elon Musk, even he he had he last night he tweeted about it or X'd about it, whatever you call it these days, and he said, "What?" He's like, "Most people think <laughs> that that's already a thing, yeah, of but course. In, you know, it's not." I'm intrigued, Congressman, by the 150 Democrats who voted against it. Have you heard their arguments? You know, yeah, you know, uh, Jerry Nadler was he was representing the Dems in this debate on the floor, and I was representing our side, obviously, and. You know, well, what if you were just sitting in your driveway and you happened to be inebriated, you know, and your car was, you know, it's just, you, Come on. you would not believe it. <laughs> yeah, the, Jayapal, Rep Jayapal got up and tried to, you know, to make this such a, you know, there's always maybe one half of one-tenth of one percent of a person who might have been sitting in their driveway drunk who was here illegally and had a beer in the car and the keys in the ignition, but, you know, they weren't out driving and drinking, so why would we deport them? They don't want any accountability on that side, and wow. it's, um, it, I, I, it was, I, you know, I was amazed that we got 150 no votes, but I was also shocked that 59 of them went along with us, because I think they see this, man, as, like, the issue right now. Every American, don't matter, if, you know, race, it doesn't matter, party, it doesn't matter, a political ideology, you know that we have a crisis on the southern border and our nation is being invaded. And so, um, you know, it's an election year, so it put a lot of pressure on them, but there were still 150 that just said, uh, no, we're not going to ever hold anybody accountable except conservative Americans. Mm. Uh, that's an amazing, but what about? Because you came with an actual real story, and you're not, it's not the only time. That's not the only illegal immigrant who killed someone driving drunk in America. 
but you had a real life story with real life Americans in your district who were killed and they come back with a but what about of someone in the driveway like, like that is bold to do that in in your face um can, can yeah, I it, give it's amazing can I give a counter can I give what I think would be like I was trying to give benefit of the doubt to the Democrats right it's like so why would sure. I be against this bill here's the best I came up with there was an illegal immigrant from El Salvador who killed a, a mom and, and her son driving drunk. This happened the other day. Uh, he has already been deported four times. So he came in a fifth. So my argument against your bill would be that deporting someone isn't as effective as keeping them in jail here for 20 years. So it may be better just to keep them here and keep them in jail than it is to deport them. That's the best argument I could come up against your bill. I'm guessing none of the Democrats made that argument. Yeah, no, I didn't hear that one, oddly enough. Maybe you should run for office as a Democrat. <laughs> Maybe you could help them. But I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm with you, man. We got prisons that are crowded. And th what about these guys that beat up this police officer exactly. the other day? And they got out with that bell in New York. They just turned them right back out. And they were just thumbing their nose and flipping the birds at the camera. Man, we got a problem. These people are coming here breaking our laws. They are above our laws now. Mm. And um, they're just basically, I, you know, listen, 10 million of them, I think, now. My, the state of Alabama's entire population is only 5 million people. They've, wow. Joe Biden has magically replaced my state's population times two in just, you know, 30 months. Wow. Uh, your colleague, Dan Crenshaw, says that you opposing the Biden border deal, you, Barry Moore from Alabama, you are the height of stupidity that you would be against this bill, this border bill that would make make a, a it would it would significantly decrease illegal immigration. Uh, he says on net, if we have a bill that on net significantly decreases illegal immigration and we sabotage that, that is inconsistent with what we told our voters we would do, and that's an unacceptable dereliction of your duty, Congressman. What's an unacceptable dereliction of my duty is funding Mayorkas in the process of impeaching him. He's not going to do anything with the money we give those guys to the border. This this wall act where they were going to, uh, you know, that Mayorkas was going to be forced to actually reinstall some of the panels. Instead, he did a yard sale. I mean, he took $4 million worth of panels that we had on the border because we wouldn't fund the storage of them any longer, thinking he was going to put them up and sold them for $96,000. That's <laughs> dereliction of duty. It's It's like... This sometimes, and even in our own party, it blows my mind, my friend, that you say, yeah, we're going to, this government set the border on fire. It's like funding the fire department. We set the building on fire and fund the fire department. These guys don't get it. You can't trust this administration with more money. Biden has everything he needs from day one to close the border, just like Trump did. 2018, Sheriff Daniel said it was the safest he'd ever seen. Remain in Mexico, do away with the broad brush asylum, and stop this catch and release program. We could fix the border problem. Biden don't need more money. He don't need another law. He just needs an excuse, and we shouldn't be giving them to him. Okay, hold on. What it, what happened with the panels and this, this yard yeah, sale? So, so what the deal was in the last NDAA, there was a wall act. Part of it, they, they were so excited. The Republicans in the Senate added the wall act, which said, "Oh, we can't. We're not going to give Mayorkas money to store the panels, so he'll have to put them back up." Come on now. So what he does, instead of putting the panels back up and not storing them, he just sells them at a yard sale. And so somebody bought them for scrap. Trump's beautiful wall panels, instead of being put up on the border or replaced or fixed, they were just sold at yard sale prices. These guys, you cannot fund this government and trust them with the money. I mean, all they're going to do, this, this, this NDAA where it had additional funding for border agents, 
brother, all that was going to do was pay a little overtime, and I'm all for that. But it, border agents have become concierge. They are just in-processing people. The more money you give Mayorkas, who we're in the process of firing, he's a horrible manager. He should have been fired years ago. The more money we give him, the more abuse of power and the process and more troubling for the American citizens, the more illegals we will have here in no time. Okay, I got a question for you. We played a clip yesterday. It's an 11-minute video going around. I don't know if you've seen it. We played like four minutes of it, but it's all the same, of Biden and Clinton and Obama all saying we need to secure our border. It's out of control. They're taking Americans' jobs. They're breaking our law to get here. They get here. They continue to break laws. They're taking uh, welfare money. We got to shut the border down. That's what they're all saying. The same guys. What's that? What's that about? Why'd they say that then? And now they're obviously so different now. You know, I don't know. I, it's for the life of me. I think it's, you know, a lot of times they said they were going to move the embassy to Jerusalem. All those guys said that too. And Trump's the only one that really went to secure the border. He's the only one that moved the embassy to Jerusalem. There are a lot of politicians on both sides of the aisle that claim they're going to do things that never get done. They get elected and oh, by the way, those go by the wayside. So, you know, I, I just think that maybe it was political, but I did have a, a gentleman, a black gentleman, I was speaking at an event in, 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 in my district a few weeks ago, and he said, I think the Democrats tricked the black communities into saying, oh, we don't need IDs. He said, I think they're going to replace us with folks coming across the border, and honestly, as voters. And so, look, they, they don't want you to be a citizen anymore to vote. They don't want you to have to have an ID to vote. I think it may be a play in the long game. They may realize that uh, they're having to basically import supporters because the american people are waking up to the schemes and the games that are being played in dc well if they can import double alabama that'll sure help did trump sabotage this bill because he wants to see biden and then america fail for his own benefit trump don't want to see america fail and for his own benefit he could ride off in the sunset and let this place burn down behind him he's got jets and properties all over the world he's a billionaire he's 77 years old he never had an arrest. Now, since he's 40 points ahead in the poll, he has 91 felonies. Trump is here to save this country, and we better figure that out. Yeah, I mean, he is New York. He is about Donald Trump and about that brand, but my friend, he loves his country. And if he didn't, he would ride off in the sunset and let it burn to the ground behind him. We better figure out that he's fighting for the American people. Quit letting the media spin it in some way and say, oh, he's trying to sabotage. He's not trying to sabotage anything. He's trying to save it. Now, that is, this is, I mean, you bring up an interesting point. You got, you got, you got Barry Moore from, from uh, Enterprise Alabama, right? Deep South, Enterprise Alabama, and you're supporting a New Yorker? A billionaire Brother. New Yorker? What's that about? Slater. Slater. When he came to Alabama August 21st, 2015, his first stadium event, I'm on the south end of Lab People Stadium, and somebody, Joe Freeman, sticks his hand on the bus and goes, hey, any of you guys willing to endorse Trump today? And my wife and I said a quick prayer. We got a piece about endorsing this guy who had no chance of winning. And so I go out on the stage, and I'm the first elected official in the nation to endorse him. And then he says, like, three cuss words from the station. Of, oh, dear Lord, Ben, you're in Alabama in the Bible Belt. You can't do that. But the crazy thing is I've been with him since day one because I see an outsider. I see somebody who's willing to fight. And, honestly, nobody else can fund their defense. I mean, it takes so much money. The process is the punishment. And so I'm with Donald Trump because he's with America. Even though he's a billionaire New Yorker who probably doesn't even believe these things he says, Barry. I heard this argument before that, that he's tricking you. He's tricking you. He's tricking everyone listening right now on Breitbart News Daily. He's, he's a deceiver. He's really, well, he's either a Democrat or he's really nothing. He's just a, you know, a, a principleless uh, uh, opportunist who will say whatever it takes to get in. He's tricking all of you, and he really hates all of us.
Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because he's the only guy I know that's ran recently in many years that did everything he said he was going to do. And, I, I look, I appreciate that about him. Granted, I know sometimes people criticize his approach, but, man, I don't know anybody tough enough to do this job who can fund their own defense and are willing to stay and fight, well, like I said, when they can ride off in the sunset. He hasn't got anybody tricked. He's got 75 million Americans that love him, and we're going to put him back in office. And with his help, maybe we can save this country. I don't see a lot of other people with an opportunity to do it right now that, that are capable. Congressman, what are you going to do about Nick Saban? Gone. Hey, I'm an Auburn grad. But oh, so, my God. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I, you know, those of us in the SEC, we're kind of like relieved. But, look, he was a great one. He was a great one. Hey, that reminded me something else later. You know what Saban said? If you want to make, every, if you want to make everybody happy, sell ice cream. I don't think Trump's going to make everybody happy, but he dang well help save the nation if we can put him back in there. All right, hold on, hold on. I have a question about the Alabama-Auburn rivalry. What do you do that when you're running for public office? Like, how does that work? Because I don't want to be offensive here, but I imagine that the Alabama fans got to outnumber the Auburn fans like three to one, right? What do you do? Yeah, you know, I, they do, but they outnumber us. But I can tell you, man, I have tailgates. I invite both sides. To the, when we're in the Auburn play, and I invite them to come hang out. And a lot of my friends are Alabama people, but – you know, down here, man, in our part of the world, we love the country, and the American flag takes precedent over even our SEC allegiances and so our allegiance. So, I, you know, I'm like, man, you know, look, we we got a country to save, and we can get back to fussing about the Iron Bowl. <laughs> Congressman Barry Moore, we'll do it again, sir. Appreciate you. All right, brother. Thank you. <laughs> Good to talk to you, man. Oh, it's great. I'm American made. Thanks for listening to Breitbart News Daily. Again, we, we simulcast the show on the First TV, firsttv.com, First TV app. Hey, Jamesy, what's up, bud? Here's my one-year-old. Wants to remind you that you, too, can watch the show and maybe have him barge in in the middle of it as well. Uh, on Monday's show, we have uh, Larry Elder at 8 o'clock, Dan Gaynor at 7. Hope to see you there. Mike Slater, Breitbart News Daily. Spread the word. 